everyone, how you doing? It's a little gloomy out there, but not in here. And oh. we're ready to go. It's not? No, we're ready to go today. Oh my gosh, I have so much stuff that I want to talk about. So much stuff. But before I do, I want to remind everyone, next week, we're going to be at the Dakota County Fair. Yep. So plan your schedule next weekend so that you can come out. Plan to be there about one or two. And hopefully we're on air from three to five. Three to five yep. And we'll figure it out. One way there's there's a few technical issues we're working on now, but Stan's gonna be with we me. We have to do it by carrier pigeon. We will do it we by will carrier pigeon. Get it done. And thanks to Brianna, who's gonna be up here running the ship. And we're we're very thankful for that. So you can come down, you can talk to Stan, you can meet some great candidates. Talk about some interesting things that are happening. You know, there's never a lack of things to talk about. So uh, that's the, the Dakota County Fair. It's in Farmington next Saturday. So watch my Facebook page or the Dakota County Fair, the GOP, I guess. It's the Dakota GOP. Uh, they will probably have some announcements put out there, too. So you aren't going to want to miss it. It's going to be big for the politics side of it because it's right before the primary. So. Right before the primary. They're going to be making so, their last-minute pitches next Saturday they are, you. and I'm going to be telling people who I'm going to I'm going to get behind. Um, well, I know the guy you're not behind, and I, we, he will right. re remain nameless. We are not mentioning his name, but here's the interesting thing, Stan. Next week at the Dakota County Fair, Jeff Johnson's going to be joining us. Very and fun. I know it will be fun. He's because a nice guy. We had him on last week on our show. I he, heard it that it, you did a really good job, Stan. Well, even if you're lying, thank you very much. I, I'm not <laughs> lying. You did a really good job, and I thought Jeff did a really good job too. Um, did, what what did you guys think? We thought he did a really good job too. There was a couple of things we would uh, maybe like to get a little more uh, detailed answer out like, of him, like like fishing, Malax, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's not a huge outdoorsman, so you know we had to pull a few teeth there in some aspects. But, but who better than you and Kudak to to educate him on the outdoors? Yeah, and we need that in the in the legislature. You know, there's not a very high uh, percentage of lawmakers that are into the outdoors and the trails and the parks and, right. and waterways. So uh, we need to educate them right. on that. And I also think, and, and you and I have talked about this before too, that uh, overfishing or underfishing or netting or whatever you want to call the walleye in, in Mille Lacs, that's a really complicated issue. Yeah, it's it's been going on for many, many years, and I don't know if there's going to be an end in sight, but there's a lot of compassion on both sides, so That's an understatement. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, tune in to Stan's show uh, later on. He'll give us an update what he's talking about there. But once again, I want you to plan on coming out to the Dakota County Fair next week. It's down in Farmington. Stan and I will both be there. Uh, one way or another, you'll still be hearing us on on air between 3 and 5 here if you can't make it there. So... We're, and, yes, there'll be some politicians there besides Jeff Johnson, uh, some of the politicians from, from out in the Farmington area. But we'll have lots of other good stuff planned, too. So let's talk about today. Today, the primary is just over a week away. And I want to make sure you guys are getting out to vote. This is really, really important that you get out and vote. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. You go to the ballot box in November, and you stand there, and you're looking at your ballot, and you're thinking, how did we end up with these crappy candidates? You know how you ended up? up with those crappy candidates you didn't show up before november so you got to show up in the primary to make sure that we aren't left with crappy candidates in november and there's also been a lot of talk lately whether it's coming out of steve simon's mouth here in minnesota 
or it's coming out of some of the federal politicians. They're talking about election integrity. They're talking about how are we going to make sure that we have safe, secure, and honest elections. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that today. We'll talk about some of the things they should be doing. I should probably tell you again what Minnesota Voters Alliance is up to because those guys are are just doing the most incredible work. I don't think people realize how hard, you know, they hear about our amazing Supreme Court win, uh, and they don't realize how much hard work it takes just to get you there remember that supreme court case that we just won this summer yeah yep right here name plaintiff yay um and and yes you can wear a a passive shirt to the polls don't wear a politician's shirt because that's still against the law people that's still against the law but if you want to wear a red shirt or a blue shirt or a vfw hat or an nra shirt that kind of stuff is is a-okay and you're welcome you're welcome uh but just remember that lawsuit that 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 took us eight years to get to the Supreme Court so it wasn't fast it wasn't easy and it wasn't cheap so it's it's a big battle and there's still a lot of battles going on to make sure that we do have safe secure and honest elections one of the things I'm doing is I'm an election judge for the early voting. And this is really interesting because I start working next week, Shoreview Library. If you live in Ramsey County, you can go to the Shoreview Library and maybe I'll be the one to help you vote. There are a lot of us, uh, but you can vote early. And we'll talk a little bit about the voting coming up uh, pretty soon. And I'll tell you a little bit about being an election judge. And I'll tell you what you can do if you spot something shady when you go to vote, because that's that's important, too. Uh, Also this week, we're going to talk a little bit about the Blevins shooting. We have not talked about that much, uh, but there's with the primary so close, with the crazy talk we're hearing from the gun gun grabbers, it's it's just plain nuts. So we are going to talk a little bit about the Blevins shooting. We're going to talk about the body cam video that came out. We're going to talk a little bit about the county attorney saying no charges for the cops involved in the Blevins shooting. And, and, and the amazing reactions, the amazing reactions that we got out of uh, out of some of the politicians, uh, they they just varied wildly. And then I, I guess I want to ask you guys, how would you define common sense gun control? Uh, and of course, I got a list of the from the crazy, the pile of crazy, local, 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 uh, Minneapolis, the city that just keeps on giving crazy. Uh, Mayor Frey wants you to eat plant-based foods. Uh, plus, California's put uh, health warnings on coffee. Plus, um, HUD has decided that there's no smoking inside government uh, housing now. That just started, I think it was effective last week. So, of course, there's a lawsuit on that one. Of course, I'm involved in it. Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about, about that one, too. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I have so much to talk talk to you about. I seem to have mentioned lawsuits several times. So maybe when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what's happening at the United States Supreme Court level. And we'll talk about it's very possible that you, too, could be a plaintiff. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Drew from Justice and Drew here with Schmitty, inviting you to check out our show, The Minnesota Beer Cast, presented by Free House Beer. We'll talk about the latest news and events happening in the Minnesota beer community. That's the Minnesota BeerCast, Friday nights, 8 o'clock, presented by Freehouse Beer, right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, or anywhere on your iHeartRadio app.
Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere oh, just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-715-6877. 800-715-6877. Optima Tax Relief. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. <sighs> That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Hey, it's Drew from Justice and Drew for Indoor Auto and IndoorAuto.com. When I needed a car, the first and only place I went was to Indoor Auto. Short drive down Highway 55 in Medina. Go to their website. You'll be able to tell right away this is not your typical used car lot. We're talking luxury imports and top-end domestics, and they have a comfortable indoor showroom that you can shop at year-round, any kind of weather. Go there. Check out the amazing inventory. Go to the website. Read the reviews from satisfied customers like myself, and shop with the folks that will appreciate your business, not depreciate it. Indoor Auto and indoorauto.com for more information about contests on this station go to twincitiesnewstalk.com slash rules the joe pag show if you're not going to vote on your values if you're not going to vote on what's important to you if you're not going to vote on issues that really mean something deep down into your heart weekdays at five what the hell did you vote on on twin cities news talk am 1130 and 1035 fm good saturday everyone thanks so much for tuning in i'm sue jeffers this is the sue jeffers show twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin cities stan stan i forgot what, to tell you i i know <laughs> i know i forgot to tell you okay do you know what last week was oh my gosh do you know how last we've been week. together 10 years yeah it's was i know it last week well no pretty close pretty we're, we're just go ahead close 30 years rush limbaugh has oh been gosh. on air 30 years can you imagine can you imagine That's a long time that is a long time so i just want to say congratulations rush limbaugh because just think how many a, liberals he has made mad over the years i how know many millions he's an icon millions. and i am not um impressed by like movie stars or sports stars or you know, politicians or anything like that 
But I remember when Rush Limbaugh was in our studio, and they're like, do you want to talk to him? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to talk to him. And it was just so, um, it was just like, oh, my gosh, it's Rush Limbaugh, you know. And I'll tell you, he's he's just like a normal guy that's been on air for 30 years. Okay, he's not a normal guy um, at all. But when you talk to him, he's like a normal guy. So congratulations, Rush Limbaugh, 30 years. That's absolutely amazing. All right, so this past week, Tom Emmer tweeted out that the Senate is still in Washington. Remember, Tom is in the U.S. House. Uh, But Tom Emmer tweeted out, the Senate remains in Washington thanks to unprecedented obstruction by the Democrats. Right now, only 57% of the president's nominees have been confirmed, compared to 67% for Obama and 81% for Clinton. Tom Emmer went on to say, uh, hashtag confirm Kavanaugh, hashtag stop obstruction, hashtag get to work. So thanks for that, Tom Emmer. Uh, And it really is astonishing when you look at the number of judges that Trump has put in place uh, and, and yes, lots more to go, and I'm ready for Kavanaugh. You know, Chief Justice Kennedy is officially retired. So August 1st, the the United States Supreme Court had to rejigger all the circuit assignments, and uh, Chief Justice John Roberts will now get to take on the Ninth Circuit, which is what Kennedy had covered until then. So I hope that uh, Chief Justice John Roberts can do a little uh, better than Kennedy did with that court. That court's crazy. I still think some of these courts are too big. They should be broken up, rearranged, whatever. But I am not an expert on how, how that all works. But so when they when they rejigger all the allotments for who's going to be in charge of which court, like uh, John Roberts is also in charge of the uh, District of Columbia. And then the one that I pay attention to, because it's the court that we use here in Minnesota, if we want to go outside of Minnesota, we go to the Eighth Circuit. Uh, and you know who's in charge of the Eighth Circuit now? Yay! Neil Gorsuch. So for all those people who badmouth Trump, hey, he gave us Neil Gorsuch. I'm happy. I think Kavanaugh's going to be another great pick. So I just think that's just absolutely, absolutely in- incredible. Uh, Kim Crockett put out a action alert for everyone out there, and I talked to you about how it was to win the Minnesota Voters Alliance lawsuit uh, against the state of Minnesota and Joe Mansky in Ramsey County, and that was huge and great. At the same time that was happening, we also had the Janus ruling. That was another huge ruling by the United States Supreme Court. They ruled back in June that the First Amendment prohibits public sector unions from taking or collecting money from non-union members. The Supreme Court also said that a public union must get a clear and affirmative consent before taking or diverting money from an employee's paycheck. That's a huge win, people. That's a huge win that basically gives all 50 states, you know, right to work. So that that's just that's just a huge 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 win. And you might remember that case was work uh, a case like it was working its way through when right when Scalia died. So then they withdrew that case and then the Janus case came came forward. Uh but the Supreme Court ruling was retroactive. So that means that the public employees who were forced to pay money to a union before the ruling, it means those employees can sue to recover that money. So if you're um a, a union member 
and you ended up paying out money that you didn't necessarily want to pay out, there are a number of lawsuits who have already been filed by a team of lawyers who are bringing pro bono lawsuits on behalf of public employees. So Kim Crockett put up, um, well, she has a website. You can call her, you can email her, you can go through the American Experiment, or you can reply to uh, employee choice at americanexperiment.org and they want your name your contact information the name of your employee the name of your union and the county and state where you reside they're looking for teachers home health care providers and state and local government uh, employees and anyone else who had money taken or their rights restricted by a public union employee and remember folks this is free this is free 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 we like that free uh, I also want to take a minute uh, and pay some respect here, people. Pay some respect. It's the birthday of the U.S. Coast Guard. Happy birthday, Coast Guard. I only know one person who was in the Coast Guard. I didn't know anything about, okay, I, I knew a little bit about the Coast Guard, but I really didn't know much until I met Chris Baker. Chris Baker taught me all about the Coast Guard because he was in the Coast Guard. So anyway, uh, happy birthday to the Coast Guard. But Pence, uh, this, just this past week, with Pete Hegseth, I might add, um, they brought home the remains of, of, of the soldiers who, who died in, in the Korean War. And uh, Pence said, some have called the Korean War the Forgotten War, but today we prove these heroes were never forgotten. And Vice President Pence had a ceremony um, and and they welcomed home the remains of the 55 American soldiers. Don't I, I? I just think it's so weird that only one set of dog tags came back. Uh, and of course, they're going to do DNA testing. But I know what they mean when they talk about the forgotten war, because hardly anyone ever talks about the Co- the Korean War. But if you're my age, you know people, your parents, uh, who who fought in the Korean War, and we had some 36,940. Teen Americans who died defending South Korea. So, um, and, and I don't care what you say about Trump. You know what? That's a win. That's a huge win. And shame on the media for not giving that the kind of attention that it deserved. It should have led every every news channel, and it didn't. It was just uh, buried in there. And yeah, I want to find out about all the remains. I want to see the DNA testing. I, I want to make sure that these remains are returned to their families so they can finally have some closure and some peace. And again, thank you to all who who sacrificed so much, uh, and, and in some cases their lives, so I can sit on this radio station and talk. And I really, really, really appreciate that. All right, let's start talking about the primary because the primary is right around the corner. Uh, I told you, you can early voting's been going on for a month or so now. You could vote by absentee ballot, where you could get your ballot mailed to your house, fill it out, send it back in. Or now the early voting in person is going on. Starting next week in Ramsey County, we have five or six different locations where people can go vote. And I cannot stress enough, don't whine to me about who's on the ballot in November if you don't get out and vote in the primary. This is huge, people. There are There's a lot of crazy names on that ballot. You can go to the Secretary of State's website right now, right now, punch in the election part of it, and they'll ask you to type in your zip code. 
type in your zip code, and you can see an example, a, a sample ballot for what you're going to be presented with when you go vote on, well, you can vote in person now. You can still vote by absentee, I think, if you're a registered voter. And, of course, you can always go vote on Election Day. If you need a ride on Election Day, call me. I'll come and pick you up and take or find you someone to pick you up and take you to vote. But we've just got to make sure we turn out and and vote for that. I've been talking a lot about um, um, about how the high voter turnout that we're seeing for the January four or for the August fourteenth primary. Some fifty thousand ballots have already been returned, and you have to ask yourself: Is this a signal? of higher turnout for the primary, or is it a signal that people just like to vote early? And think about that for a second. Um, You've got crazy, crazy numbers that you're seeing coming out right now out of Hennepin County, um, out of of Minneapolis. Uh, uh, Hennepin County has, in 2018, they already have almost 24,000 ballots that have been returned that have been returned. That means half the ballots are coming out of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Oh, no, Minneapolis is separate. Uh, half the ballots are coming out of Hennepin County with 12,000 out of Minneapolis. But if, if 50,000 have been returned and almost half of them are coming out of there, uh, that tells you, conservatives, you better get out and vote. Uh, now, remember, in the primary, you have to vote straight party line ticket, so you can't be crossing over and voting for Democrats or Republicans. I think because of the contentious primaries, especially on the Democrat side, you're seeing a lot of these people who are voting for Democrats, um, but you're also going to see a huge turnout. They're predicting some 250,000, 300, maybe even uh, Joe Mansky predicted 500,000 people will vote in a primary. That's huge, people, and that's crazy. Not as many people are voting out of Ramsey County which or Olmstead County, which I thought was really, really strange. Uh, but you're seeing a lot of people out of St. Louis County, a lot of people out of Dakota County, uh, a lot of people out of Anoka County. So the whole thing is just is going to be really interesting to look back and see what happened. Uh, Steve Simon, Minnesota Secretary of State's office, said ballots were up 151 percent over 2016. That's a huge, huge, huge difference. But there also weren't these contentious uh, primaries going on back then. So really, truly, it's like comparing apples to apples. But we're 100 just under, I think last Sunday was 100 days until the November election. And remember, Democrats need two seats to gain control of the United States Senate. They need 23 seats to gain control of the House of Representatives. And and think about this. Obama lost a ton uh, during his terms. In fact, the Democrats lost 63 seats and the majority in 2014. Uh, in fact, in 2010... 2012 and 2014 and 2016, you saw people turning away from the Democrats, um, especially in 2016. I think you're going to see the same thing happen here, uh, happen this time. And in Minnesota, we have eight congressional House seats that are up and we have two U.S. Senate seats that are up. This is huge. 
it would be a perfect time for Jim Jim Newberger to take out Amy Klobuchar. It would be a fabulous time for Karen Housley to take out Tina Smith. Tina Smith is in trouble. Mark my words. Mark my words. She's in trouble. Vice President Mike Pence is going to come to Duluth next week to represent Republican congressional candidate Steve uh, Pete Stauber. I got really irritated because I can't remember which local media it was, uh, but they printed that and they printed on their headline: Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, was coming to Duluth to raise money for the Republican congressional candidate. You know, you know, if that would have been reversed, if that would have been a Democrat president coming to to help a Democrat candidate, that candidate's name would have been in the headline. But because Stauber is a Republican, it just said the GOP congressional candidate. So I think uh, I, it's so interesting because thanks to Nolan running for governor and thanks to Waltz running for governor, we've got two open seats here in Minnesota, CD1, way northern Minnesota, or way southern Minnesota, and CD8, way northern Minnesota. This is huge, people. These are two seats the Republicans can win. Stauber can win up in one, and Hagedorn can win up in two. Hagedorn's got a primary, too. He's running against this uh, extremely moderate, should almost be a Democrat, Carla Nelson, down there. Uh, so if you're down in the southern and down in CD1, down in the south, uh, get out and vote for, for Hagedorn because he can definitely, definitely win this seat. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the money, uh, who's raised the most money, where all the money's coming from. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the individual candidates. They had a, had a forum last week for the um, three of the people running for the primary in Congressional District 5. These are the people running for Keith Ellison's seat. So it's Margaret Anderson, Kelleher, uh, Elian, Ilhan Omar, and uh, Torres Ray, Senator Torres Ray, Patricia. Um, crazy. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. And then talk about nightmares. This is the stuff nightmares come from. But, you know, the left, if they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. Al Franken might want to run for office again, if you can believe it. So stay tuned. Oh, my God. And one more thing. Crazy. Talk about crazy. Um, Aaron Murphy, Aaron Murphy running for governor, Mark Dayton pointed to Aaron Murphy after he was asked a question about his legacy after eight years in office. Governor Mark Dayton pointed to Aaron Murphy and said, here's my legacy right here. And then Aaron Murphy promptly went out and wrote one of the most foolish, foolish, foolish posts on Facebook about the Blevins shooting and then had a, a meeting about a press re- or a press conference about gun control insanity just sheer insanity and I just I just want to believe Minnesota I just want to believe that you can't be so foolish to fall for some of the things that she's trying to ram down our throats stay tuned everyone Sue Jeffers Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. what I think. They just don't listen, do they? No, and you should have listened. And you know what? If you people would have voted for me in 06, we wouldn't be in this mess. I was I was encouraging you <sighs> earlier to run. What, what a story would that be? You 
run into the buzzsaw one more time. Right. But this time, David defeats the Goliath. I know. I know. How I awesome yeah. would that have been? Okay, yeah. You missed your chance. I, I'm sad. I don't think I did. You know, everything works for a reason. They always say, what did somebody tell me? They said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I said, yeah, I was I was sure God wanted me to run. I knew God wanted me to run. I just didn't want him to, I just didn't realize he wanted me to be crushed like a bug. Yeah, but you know what? I hold my head high. I hold my head high, and I can look myself in the mirror. I can say, I tried. I tried. I told you he was going to be a bad governor, and you know what? He was. Okay, here's my prediction. I predict no one named Tim will be on the ballot for governor in November. (gasps) No one named Tim will be on the ballot for governor in November. Uh, And remember, we've got two Tims who are in the primary, Tim Waltz, mm-hmm. you know, he's the Democrat guy. Um, and, and he's I attacking think, the other Tim and not even mentioning Jeff. Yeah, I, I know. Weirdest thing. Odd. There, uh, the money, we're going to talk about money here in a second, but the money that's being spent um, to elect Democrats and to fight against Republicans is just astronomical. It is just, it is just so amazing with two weeks until the primary governor candidates have already spent 3.5 million dollars and i don't know if you've turned the tv on but don't because if you should be listening to the radio but if you turned the tv on you would see commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial and laurie swanson's are is horrible tina smith's are horrible tim palenti's are horrible um I saw Jeff Johnson. That was okay. I saw an Aaron Murphy. Um, I've seen two Aaron Murphys. Uh, one I thought was pretty good, and the other, the one of all the kids jumping around, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, and the other one was horrible. And it's like I, uh, we're gonna. If you think this is bad, wait until November. <laughs> when when you're a state that has two U.S. Senate seats up, and all your House seats with two of your House seats being open seats, and don't underestimate Dave Hughes. Don't underestimate um, Greg Ryan. Don't underestimate some of these other candidates because honestly, we keep the Democrats keep talking about the blue wave. I think the Republicans are going to do a lot better than a lot better than people think. There was a debate, a Senate debate up at UMD. I think it was yesterday. Uh, so up in up in Duluth, Tina Smith didn't even show up. That's that's really something. She thinks she's got it in the bag, but she knows she's in trouble because the Democrats are coming after uh, Painter like crazy now, uh, and which is interesting. Oh, and you know what? Since we're talking about people. We were just talking about Tim Pawlenty earlier. So if you want to talk about someone that just makes me sick, Kurt Dowd, what are you thinking of? What are you thinking of? This is the stuff that makes people angry. So but this is out in the Shakopee area. So if you're from Shakopee, heads up. Out in the Shakopee area, you have a representative who's called, whose name is Bob Lunen. Uh, and Bob, didn't he, did he just get a DWI? I think he did, uh, which is beside the point. All I really care about, well, I, yeah, I don't want people to drink and drive. So, hey, stupid, quit drinking and driving. Um, but on the other hand, uh, he had a horrible voting record. And, and, and shame on Kurt Doubt because even after the people of Shakopee came in and endorsed a great candidate, they endorsed a great candidate in Eric Mortensen. And in fact, I heard an Eric Mortensen ad on this station. And I thought, wow, that's great. Uh, so, and I, and I haven't met Eric 
Mortensen yet, but I went and looked at his stuff, listened to a few of the things that he's put out there. Uh, I I think he seems, I I meant to call Jake Duesenberg and ask him uh, to give me the lowdown on Eric Mortensen, but Anyway, um, so why am I mad at Kurt Dowd? I'm mad at Kurt Dowd because the stupid House Republican caucuses is doing hit pieces on Eric Mortensen, the endorsed candidate. You know, the people of Shakopee picked Eric Mortensen over the sitting guy, over Bob Lunen, because they wanted something better. They wanted somebody who was going to actually represent the the and fulfill the promises that that they, that we hear from the Republican politicians so often. They expected better than Bob Lunen. They wanted better than Lunen, and they picked Eric Mortensen. They endorsed Eric Mortensen. They're out there working hard for Eric Mortensen. They make me want to go out to Shakopee and work with Eric Mortensen. But you've got the House Republican caucus ignoring the grassroots, ignoring the will of the people, and came out doing hit pieces that are just plain old BS, plain old BS. And um, Eric Mortensen, I thought this was really funny, Eric Mortensen plans to hang the mailers in the office once he's elected to remind him that you can't trust the swamp in either party. So let's do what we can to make sure Eric Mortensen gets elected too. Uh, that's, yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty interesting. Okay. So a whole bunch of money numbers came out this week, a whole bunch of money numbers. Uh, Jeff Johnson raised $306,000. He has a couple hundred thousand left. Tim Pawlenty raised 2.1 million. Remember his friends gave him the million and has 1 million left. Tim Waltz raised 1.2 million. He has $500,000 left. Lori Swanson raised 606000 She has 135000 left. Aaron Murphy raised 585000 and she has $234,000 left. So it seems like the only one who's really loaded with money is Tim Pawlenty, but we knew that he was going to be able to raise the money um, if nothing else, he could use his own money, uh, which you know he won't, because where's he been for the last eight years? Nowhere. Did he help elect Republicans? No. Did he help the GOP, Minnesota GOP, get out of debt? No. Did he help do anything to move the ball and elect conservatives here in Minnesota? No. Yeah, so we we knew that. But it was interesting when you look at these campaign finance reports to see who some of the big bucks came from. And, of course, Alita Messenger, Mark Dayton's ex-wife, uh, she put out $800,000. Vance Opperman, another big Democrat uh, donor, 355000 On the Republican side, Robert Ulrich, 225000 Stanley Hubbard, 175000 And Joan Cummins, $140,000. I think that might be a 240 because I heard she just gave money to Jeff Johnson as well. Where I thought the really interesting... Um, where the really interesting money numbers were, were the independent expenditures. You had education and MAPE, um, you know, the unions, put $87,000 into a pro-Tim Waltz committee. Uh, SEIU and the Minnesota Nurses Political Action Funds put in $50,000 each into Aaron Murphy. Um, it's, But I'll tell you again, I just ask Donald Trump. The money isn't everything to win, to win these things. And with the primary 
two weeks before the primary, governor candidates had already spent $3.5 million. The GOP uh, totals include $1.8 million from a better Minnesota. Stan, those are the ads that you keep hearing against Tim Pawlenty. Um, 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 a better Minnesota has spent almost $2 million against Tim Pawlenty. And I don't like Tim Pawlenty. I didn't like most of the policies that he put in place. I felt like he was using Minnesota as a stepping stone uh, to crush us like bugs in, 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 uh, for his pres- failed presidential run. Uh, but some of the ads that they're saying about Tim Pawlenty, mm, they're pretty much stretching the truth. Not as bad as the one Pawlenty put out about Johnson, though. <laughs> that was really interesting. Aren't they all stretching at this moment? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Here's another interesting one. The Minnesota Democrat Party, the DFL Party, has raised $3.5 million this year. That's 10 times as much as the Republican Party raised. The Republican Party raised... $371,000, and it also has 227000 in unpaid bills alone. Yeah, so if you're looking at the House DFL, so this is the, the House Democrats, uh, they've raised $2.4 million in 2018. That's a 7% increase. That should trouble people. And they have $1.2 million cash on hand. Uh, that's, that's a lot of money. And as far as the DFL special interest groups, um, they've given a lot of money. AFSCME, uh, gave 300,000 to the, to the Democrats, Education Minnesota, 250,000, uh, some of the laborers, 100,000, the nurses union, another 100,000, AFL-CIO, 52.2. This is really interesting, folks, because, uh, some of these unions, you're not going to see that kind of donation anymore, thanks to Janice. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Alita, uh, um, Dayton's ex-wife, uh, threw in another 50000 for some of those special interests. So the Democrats were really, really happy because, according to Melissa Hortman, the Democrats had amazing fundraising numbers, and they outraised Republicans by almost— $400,000. So when you hear the Republicans are the party of big money, yeah, no, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, the independent, the other really, in, really interesting independent expenditure was uh, a, a campaign called the People's Lawyer. And it was, um, it was put in place to help uh, Keith Ellison's attorney general campaign it has $100,000 from Alexander Soros, yeah, son of George Soros, and $50,000 from Vance Opperman. And kudos to Doug Wardlow for responding right away with this. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that AG race. Uh, I have to tell you about Franken. Talk about ballsy. The guy thinks he wants to be elected again. No, no, no. Hell no. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Okay, okay. Uh, Stan had a caller call in and we're a little confused if she was an election judge or not an election judge. So 
let me answer some of these questions about what you can and cannot wear to the polling place. First of all, don't be stupid. Just don't. Just don't be stupid and don't go looking for trouble. Second of all, if you're an election judge, you dress professionally. You're not there to make a political statement. You are there to make sure our elections are safe and secure and honest and that we have election integrity, that that elections are being run in an honest and fair manner so that everybody's vote, well, every legal person's vote, is counting. And if you see something weird going on, whether you're an election judge or whether you're a voter, say something. Speak up and say something. Ask for the head judge. Demand that they answer your questions. If it gets um, crazy or if they don't answer your questions in a sufficient manner, say timeout. I want you to pull out the incident log, and I want to enter this into the incident log, and there you have begun starting the record where the county or whoever's in charge of your elections will be able to go back and figure out what happened, why it happened, and did somebody vote legally or illegally. So that part's simple. Now, our lawsuit was an, was an interesting lawsuit, started in 2010. Do you know why it started in 2010? Because Joe Mansky, out of the blue, plucked this obscure old law out of the books and targeted specific people who were trying to vote. Um, in, in this case, they were wearing a Tea Party shirt, which, remember, has no political side, or didn't back then, and there were people from, the de- from both sides of the aisle with, that belonged to the Tea Party, and, it had a plea, and there was a please ID me button. But the, the lawsuit was basically about the Tea Party shirt. It was basically about Joe Mansky targeting specific voters. So now you have this obscure law on the book that gives um, election judges the right to turn people away for passive T-shirts. So they, Minnesota, like so many other states, have these ridiculous laws where, where they can turn away people who are wearing an NRA shirt, people who are wearing a VFW shirt. But on the other side of the aisle, they can turn people away who are wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt or turn people away who are wearing a Me Too shirt. Okay? this Just because Joe Mansky picked... What happens to be my side of the aisle, that wasn't the point. That's why the ACLU sided with us. That's why Cato sided with us, and they joined into the lawsuit and wrote, like, really important papers that said, yeah, we side with these guys, which probably in today's world, eight years later, never would have happened. Nobody would side with us. But the whole point was we were standing up for everyone to say you can have passive First Amendment rights in the voting booth. Now, part of the law on the— Uh, A law that's still on the books, that's been on the books for decades, says you can't come into the polling booth and campaign. We agreed to that. We stipulated that from the very, very beginning. We don't want people walking into the polling place wearing a candidate's T-shirt. We don't want signs in car windows parked out in the in the parking lot we don't want and 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 by the way this is not just for the right side of the aisle not just for the left side of the aisle this is for all candidates if there's a ballot question on the question we don't want people campaigning for people or a ballot question in the polling place we don't want disruption 
On the other hand, we don't want government coming in and targeting us either. And that's a really, really important distinction. So when I tell you not to be stupid, for God's sakes, people, don't be stupid. Don't. Well, I am a little simple on this subject, though. So I could technically wear a Lake Minnetonka GOP, Friends of the GOP shirt, but I couldn't wear a Jeff Johnson T-shirt. Is that how it kind of breaks down? Well, the interesting part about the Supreme Court throwing out the law is now we don't know. Now, See, that's what I mean. The it seems more confusing now than it, it was well, before. It kind of is. You're exactly right. You couldn't wear uh, you couldn't wear a Jeff Johnson shirt, but the GOP that's that's pushing the line. During so the, the old legislature, law, though, right? But now it would be okay in in my understanding. Well, it depends because the uh, the legislature is going to have to come out and make a new law. The legislature is going to have to come out and figure oh, out what to do. Great. Yep, I know. And, and and shame on Steve Simon, because there should have been some guidance given from Steve Simon's office, the Secretary of State, the guy who runs all of them. But this way, he gets deniability from everything, because we're seeing different training in different counties. We're seeing different training in, in different See, cities. See, I think they should. I think they should just not have a law. You can wear whatever you want, because I think really... If you're a smart enough person, if you come in with XYZ shirt on, it's not going to change my vote nope. because you're wearing that T-shirt. Nope. So I don't see why it matters at all if I'm wearing a, hey, vote for Jeff Johnson or, hey, vote for Aaron Murphy or vote for this or vote for that. It shouldn't matter because if you're a voter and you have your things you vote on, why should it matter if somebody else has a, an opposing shirt on? Right. Now, on the other hand, if you're an election judge... Please don't wear your I Like Ike. Um, please don't wear your I Like Ike t-shirts. If you're not an election judge, go ahead and wear them because it's not going to be disruptive. Nobody's going to target you. And what's the worst? They tell you, which an election judge... Would I be able to ride into the polling place on a donkey? No, you would not. Absolutely not. You can't take can't take pictures, can't do any of that other other kind of stuff either. Oh, man. Now I got so sidetracked with that, I didn't even get a chance to tell you. I saw my first Doug Wardlow sign. I saw my first Doug Wardlow sign, and I should have stopped by the house and told him that I liked it. But I think this is really, really important. I don't think we've ever seen an attorney's general's race, an attorney general's race, um, get this much um, attention. Part of it is because crazy Keith Ellison is running for it. Um, and I think the, I think it's really interesting that people are actually taking the time to say, what is the attorney general supposed to do? Are they, are they supposed to fight Trump or are they supposed to uh, be more focused on protecting consumers and advising state agencies and, and, and helping the people of Minnesota? Keith Ellison keeps talking about everyone, the people's lawyer. And I'll tell you, he's not, I, I wouldn't, he's not even, he can't even practice law, which I think is really, really interesting. But um, I hope everybody gets out and votes for Doug Wardlow. We've had him on the show a couple times. Maybe we'll see if we can get him down to Farmington. When we come back, I have got to hear what people think about maybe having Al Franken run again. There is just no way, no way I want Al Franken running again in Minnesota. One, you know, last week they were ripping Rick Nolan apart, talking about what a sexist pig he was. But now all of a sudden you got the same Democrats telling me they're going to welcome Al Franken 
him back with open arms. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so there's still lots to talk about, plus the Blevins shooting, and plus, oh, there's crazy out of Minneapolis. Cra That's my word for today. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.